0: How is it possible that someone with that kind of designation is all of a sudden being transferred from uh, maximum security to medium security? The public has a right to know there should be an open, transparent public debate so we can determine whether or not these decisions are are valid or not and what the basis for them are so that we can affect change. And quite frankly, what I don't understand is that if the government thought this was the right decision, then they should have no problem being transparent to explain it.
1: Lawyer Tim Danson, I think, asking a lot of questions that would seem common sense. And my next guest is one of the very few who understands the pain and suffering of the French and Mahaffey families because uh, his eight-year-old daughter, Tori Stafford, suffered a a similar fate when she was uh, kidnapped, tortured, and killed by Terry Lynn McClintock and Michael Rafferty, who uh, did unspeakably evil things. And yet, once the conviction came down, a new start. Uh, A fight was started for Tory's family who have really been kept in the dark by Corrections Canada and left to fight for basic justice that I don't don't really think exists in this country. Rodney Stafford is joining me now. And uh, thanks for talking, Rodney.
0: No problem. Good morning, Alex.
1: When you hear I mean, certainly you went through this. um, Gosh, it's I guess a few years now, but you went through this. And so when you heard the news with uh, Bernardo, what kind of thoughts uh, go through your mind?
0: Well, it's just another thought. Well, the more families going through what so many are already going through. Um, just it's it's not right. There's just, so many people are suffering and we the victims families get to continually suffer while the perpetrators, you know, get to better their lives.
1: In your case, um Michael uh, Rafferty was transferred, as was Terry Lynn McClintock. Um, and nine months after the fact, you found out. It's not like you were called like the French Mahaffey family. You found out after the fact. And, you know, you had to take this fight on um, alone. Obviously, you had friends and family who backed you, but very much it became a, a fight for you. And so what's it like, maybe give context to people listening as to what it is like in this fight to try to just get basic justice for what oh, those it, evil people did to it, your child?
0: It's like a continual slap in the face from the government because, like, you go to you go to court to for this trial to have this person convicted of this heinous act and everything, and then as, as as soon as they get into the correctional system, it's like the correctional system's like, well, okay, yeah, we'll just do what we want. We think what's best for you is this. Don't worry about what the court said. Um, like Terry Lynn and Michael Rafferty, they're both supposed to be in there for 25 max. And they were—they—they've both been transferred to medium security. Terry Lynn was in the healing lodge for a little while there. If we hadn't a protested, she'd still be there.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but nonetheless, you know, when they're sentenced, uh, I think people like yourself, and I think Canadians across the board think, okay, twenty-five years—at least they'll get twenty-five years. But you know, when when we chatted, you mentioned that you believed and why you fought—you know—so hard, not just for your own daughter, was that once those two were moved, you felt it was almost like a normalization that they were trying to get them ready uh, f- for some kind of release. Um, take it me is. through it's, that. It's, Do you...
0: it's the it's the correctional system's goal to re-release these offenders as quickly as possible to not tie up the system. And, like, it doesn't matter who's been con- convicted of, like, what degree of murder, whatever. Any Anybody that goes in on a, um, a maximum security sentence Will will be dropped after a matter of two years to start going through medium security and slowly working their way out of the system. It doesn't matter what their penalty was.
1: Do you believe um, that that these two will get out uh, at some point and be part of the community? Have, have you almost had to resign yourself to the, to this fact?
0: Well, I it's it, it's in my not that I want it to be. There's no reason yeah. why they should be, but there's a very good chance of that down the road if we don't continue fighting these these two will be will be back out on the streets
1: when 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 this was going on, there was outrage because it was outrageous. And, and certainly um, once you got it out, the media got it out, we got the kind of same reaction that we're getting now, which is, well, how could this happen? And the Trudeau the government said, oh, my goodness, we'll look into this. And Ralph Goodale was uh, was on this file at that time. Did anyone actually reach out to you or your family, explain anything? Did anyone after the fact, other than the thoughts and prayers and the hashtags, was there any other support, um, a follow-up to make sure this doesn't happen again?
0: No, not really. Um we we went to Ottawa a couple times. We went and met with um uh, Ann Kelly, the commissioner of corrections, try to figure out some ideas to like where the victims stand in all this and where like where we get better in all this and it's no every, everything's been turned around to make it easier for the criminal.
1: Yeah, and, I mean yeah, pointing into to the exit exam- Yeah, I mean, you point out the fact that uh, you know Rafferty, even in medium security, uh, extorted his own mother, Um, and and now his grandmother, yeah. Yeah. And what? And and live so he lives now. So he did that while he was in medium facility where uh, Bernardo is now. And then, and you say he lives in even better existence now.
0: Well, uh, Rafferty, well, they all do. They all, they all do. They all, they all have their own little townhouse complexes. They live in five to twenty people within this townhouse. They all have their own bedrooms, kitchenettes, like. Their groceries are paid for, their medical, their, any, any anything they want it's all paid for. It gets them prepared to come back out onto the streets where we have to suffer and continuously go to counseling and psychiatry and, you know, try to get yourself back to order because, you know, for 25 years, I shouldn't have to worry about any of this because we went to the courts, mm-hmm. right? So here we are. Like, I've already been through appeals. I've been through transfers. I've been, like, Terry Lynn, I get, I get a notification at least once a month about her going, leaving the institution for a medical leave. Like, what, what's that? The, the professionals should be going to the jails. What, what's what's the inmates leaving the institution? There's no need for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, y- you haven't even gotten to the parole stage. I mean, the French and Mahaffey's are now at the parole stage where they're they're doing everything they can to keep, the, you know, Bernardo behind bars uh, and where he is. You haven't even yeah. gotten to that process, and you've already had to continually fight to keep them where they are. Um, what needs to change, Rodney? I mean, it's, it's so obvious what needs to change, but you have been through this and you're a victim of crime in this country. What needs to change?
0: The laws, the laws, the laws have to be changed back to better suit the, the victims and the victims rights as opposed to the offenders. And that's exactly what's happening. They've been switching it to the offenders. They have, they haven't gone over and done the, um, they were supposed to do a review of the victims, the victims, um, uh, excuse me, I can't think of the words. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, it, it, oh, I can't even think of the words right you, now. The charter, you're the talking
1: about rights, victim. Charter, yes, go like ahead. Charter
0: of yeah. Rights for Victim. Victim's Charter of Rights. They were supposed to review that and go back over it to readdress it to um, the way standards are today with the changes that they've made with the laws and stuff. But they haven't readjusted that. So now everything favors the, the criminal.
1: It's not as if it's bad enough and hard enough. Um, and and I certainly saw what happened uh, to you and your family to go all through that. And then this is this is your life. Um seems rather unfair because this is not the life you signed up for. But it certainly it, wasn't the life Tori signed it, up it, for. And, and it, it this is really what you unfair. left you.
0: It's really unfair. And then we get to sit back and we also get to watch all these other families just entering the system or leaving the system or that have been a part of the system. And nobody has a voice. No, You can say all you want to the government. You can say all you want to correct is Canada, but they, they have an agenda and they're going to roll it out any way they want to until people stand up.
1: But you can't do it alone.
0: You can't. No, you can't. And that's why we tried protesting back in 2018, 2019. And we started getting a lot, a lot of support. And then all of a sudden, everything came out to do with censoring. Censoring the internet, censoring the media. Our numbers went from, we were receiving pretty close to two, 300 messages a day. We went down to maybe receiving five or six a day. Um, our group was going up at least a hundred, 150 people a day. And we were only seeing additions of maybe three or four, like just everything changed as soon as they put that media, um,
1: uh, the changes to the to the yeah, yeah. well look, we'll we'll keep talking, it. sadly we have to keep talking about it, Rodney. But uh, oh, yeah. but again, I, w- until we don't have to talk about it, we'll keep talking about it. I very much appreciate your time on this.
0: Definitely no problem. Thank you.
1: That's Rodney Stafford. Uh, always very generous with his time in talking about this. But again, why should he have to? Why should the French M Hoffie family have to? Why do they have to continually work this hard? Just you know, as he said. You know, I shouldn't have to deal with all this stuff. I haven't even gotten to the parole part of it. But this is what uh, life has become.
0: For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and all podcast platforms.